0: Good morning. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Today we are with Jo Beth Evans. She is a college success coach. Thank you for joining me. Welcome, how are you? I am, I'm good. Things are good here. Um, We are in Arkansas.
1: So um, we went from having 90 degree weather to it being like low seventies and feeling like winter all of a sudden which was is really strange um so that's been the biggest change it's like it feels like fall weather today oh wow (laughs) i wonder why is there
0: a tropical storm brewing
1: or yes it it's yes it's from a tropical storm that's coming up through arkansas um we expected storms two days ago that didn't happen and then today it's just like it's so cold outside it's crazy which i mean that's the first thing I'm thinking of. <laughs> what about today? Because it's just so bizarre that we're in the middle of June and it's you ha- I'm wearing leggings and a jacket when I go outside. So totally, totally strange. But other than the weather, everything is really, really good. You know, we went through the been going through the quarantine things in Arkansas are starting to open up again. So we um, we're getting to start doing baseball and back to church and doing some other th- things that are normalizing our life a little bit more
0: so things are things are going really good here well that's good i'm glad to hear that can you tell people a little bit about who you are and what you do yeah so
1: um, i'm JoBeth evans i am a college success coach i work primarily with high achieving females who are like swinging for the fences in college so they're they're doing all the things they're you know maybe in sorority or athletics and trying to keep a scholarship and trying to maintain a 4.0 and have a great social life and still have a relationship with their family like they're trying to do all the things i'm there to help them navigate that and figure out um how they can do that and still um and still enjoy life um manage their stress, manage their anxiety and figure out time management that allows them to do all the things that they're wanting to do. Um, outside of that, I'm also a college instructor at the university of Arkansas where I teach public speaking. Um, I'm a a wife, a mother, uh, we live on a farm. So we're also farmers. Um, we have, we do a lot. I'm also a foster care advocate, um, in Northwest Arkansas where we work to recruit and train foster homes to, hopefully get um, lots of really great homes for kids during that temporary time in life where they're in foster care. So I do a lot of things. Coaching is definitely where my passion is at. And that is because I needed a coach so bad when I was in college. Like I had, I had a great mentor, so I'm super thankful for that. I just got her a little late in my Mm. college experience. So as a college instructor, I see girls, um, Every semester who are just really, really phenomenal girls, but struggling so bad just because, like I mentioned, they're trying to do all the things and it's incredibly hard to do all the things um, and, and not have stress and anxiety. So that's where I come in to help make this experience really awesome for them.
0: What is that? What do you see mostly as the biggest obstacle in the transition from college to or from high school to college? for most students
1: it's time management because yeah. i feel like in college or in high school depending on depending on what the workload is like they go from being in high school it's like every minute of their day is planned out for them it's mm. like okay you go to english you go to you go to social studies you go to lunch you have you know you have 30 minutes for lunch and you got to be back in the classroom and you know after school you're going to athletics or you're going to this club meeting um And then you know by the time you do that and get your homework done it's time for bed and you have a parent hovering or maybe not hovering but nearby that is um making sure that you're just doing all the things and getting to your appointments and everything then you get to college and most students have a lot of downtime in college whether they think they do or not um they do they may not their classes may not start till 8 or 9 or 10 or 11 or they may not even have class that day And so they end up wasting time. And I think that that's something that has become aware to a lot of us who um, have been quarantined is that like when we don't have a set schedule, a lot of times we waste time. So what's happening is they're coming to this huge time in their life where they have all this freedom and they're making their own, own calls and calling their own shots. And they are not doing a great job at it for the most part. And mm-hmm. so they feel like they don't have enough time. They feel stressed out. Um, they can't get it together because um, maybe they don't have the skills that they need to. Um, oh my gosh, your cat! Oh,
0: that God. is so cute. She's needing attention. So sorry.
1: No, I I love it. She just like put her hand up on your shoulder, <laughs> like, "Hey, girl, <laughs> I'm right Excuse here." Me. Excuse <laughs> me. Sorry. sorry. It is, in my opinion, and what I have seen that if people, these girls that are, are not just girls, but all these students, if they could figure out their time management, which is something they can do before they start school, if they could figure this out, they're not going to be so stressed and so overwhelmed and feel a scarcity for time. Right. So that is the thing. It's time management.
0: Are you having different conversations, especially right now? Like I, I, you know, I have a son who's getting ready to go to college, and it's still up in the air whether he's going to be able to actually go away to college if he's going to be starting virtually. And I have to say, that's been um, that's kind of been stressing him out a little bit. I mean, he's he's a bit disappointed. Is there how is this going to look with them going into college, transitioning into college? and not actually being able to physically go there if they're not able to
1: well i mean it changes everything right like everything they they were excited about like let's be real when students are going to college they're not excited about the curriculum okay they're not like wow i cannot wait to jump into comp one i it's (laughs) just like i just am so excited to write those long monotonous essays. Like that's not what they're excited about. They're excited about the experience. And so what's happening with these students who were preparing to go on campus is they are it's up in the air, whether or not they're going to get to go and experience this thing that they were so excited about experiencing. So something that, you know, we always hear is the greatest fear is the fear of the unknown. And so they don't know. You don't know. And so they don't know if they should be excited about school starting or if they should just like not be excited and be sad about it. So everything is just up in the air. And I think that what we have to focus on um, as we're we're facing this is finding joy in the present and what we have right now. And something I like to think about is, okay. I, I can be excited about going back to campus, and I can also be excited about doing online for a semester or for a year, and that is a choice that, uh, fortunately, we, we get to make. If we want to feel super bummed and depressed and make this the most awful thing that could have ever happened to your freshman year, we can think that or we can think that like, oh, this is going to open up a lot of opportunities for me. If you're doing online, you might be able to take more courses. So you might be able to throw in um, one extra course and put you on track to graduate early because I promise you're not gonna be as excited about school last semester of your senior year as you are first semester because all those things you're excited about have changed to being super excited about starting your career. So maybe you're going to take another course. Maybe you're going to take this time to learn more about yourself, which I think is the most valuable because I see a lot of students come in and they just, they're not real sure who they are. And like, am I a sorority girl? Am I going to be a frat guy? Am I going to, um, am I going to join clubs? Um, like, do I even, I feel like I should be in this club, but do I even want to be in this club to really take the time to figure out what it is that they want and also take some time to shine light on some of their faults, which, which is a big thing for an 18, 19 year old to do. But like, am I taking care of myself the way I should be? You know, if we would have spent the last three, four months working out and eating right. Think about how buff we'd be going into, you know, summer, (laughs) you know, like how healthy and like, you know, how, how, like how much different we would look if if our outlook would have been different at the beginning. So if Mm -hmm. you're looking at a semester ahead, what if you do stay home? What, what kind of person would you like to be starting school in January? Where would you like to be? Would you like to be a master of time management? would you like to have a jump on you know have a jump on the um, on your requirements for graduation um, i think it it just provides us with the perfect opportunity to improve ourselves and to focus on ourselves our society teaches us that we should be very selfless and it should always be about others and we should always be like living for others and doing all that this has kind of been a time where we haven't been able to do that as much and not been able to go out and serve and be whatever you know society thinks we should be. It's been a time where we can stay home and focus on who we want to be and who we think we should be. And so if they can take that those first 16 weeks and really focus on improving self, it's going to make things so much better in the future. And um, I just think there's a world of possibilities. Online gives you so many more options. You can work a job. Oh my gosh, money? <laughs> you i have excuse me as an online instructor i teach only online classes most of my students work and most of them work full-time okay is it easy no most of them work full-time and have children because that's the kind of people who are taking online classes um the ones that need the degree and are like nose to the grindstone getting their stuff done so it could be a time where you stockpile money i'm a huge advocate for debt-free college i went to school debt free got my master's debt free and it was not because i was the smartest student because i was not um i had like a 3.25 in high school um, and a 3.5 in college um which is good but it's not scholarship worthy um so like if you're having to take out loans for college now is a perfect time to work and stockpile money because you're living at home with your parents who are not charging you rent. Mm-hmm.
0: They're probably
1: still paying for all your food and all your things. Get a job and save $20,000. You could probably make if they hustled. That would probably pay for most students first year of school. So um, just taking advantage of the time. And like I said, um, finding joy in whatever may happen is so important and i think that um i mean i wish i could have realized this earlier in life that we we get to make that choice um because i've spent a lot of time being like this sucks like and not being totally unaware that like that was a choice i was making um so if there are younger people listening or maybe you know anybody listening (laughs) it's relevant (laughs) for but like if you're really bummed out about a situation i want you to question that is that really something that um like is that, that is that a thought you could change? Could you just be like, oh, I could totally change this to make this a more joyful thing? Or am I just going to embrace this suck and just like wallow in it for this right. next, you know, till Christmas?
0: You do know, a, do a mind do a mind shift so that yeah. you can yeah, so that you can find the solutions that are coming up. And we're definitely definitely right now, I mean, we're finding alternate solutions to traditional, to what was traditional of graduation, of dropping the kids off to college, moving them in and preparing them for that. Um, The Ambry podcast is a lot about alignment and alignment on, and you spoke about finding out who they are. And in your, when you're, when you are doing your coaching, are you touching on, great, we're discovering who we are. Now let's discover who we want to be mm-hmm. out into the world. Is that a component of that?
1: Yeah, because I feel like it It always is. And I think that's something always we're, we're always striving for is to be more in alignment with our true self and what um who we really are. And I was listening to um, a podcast this morning about this lady, she was just sobbing and she was like, I spent my whole life, she's like in her, like probably her 50s, my whole life worried about what other people were going to think about like basically her being her true self Mm -hmm. and i think that um i see a lot of students who i feel like are being what society thinks they should be and i have to say this next generation that's coming through college like the the traditional students Um, They are very selfless. They want to change the world. They want to have sustainable clothing. They want to save the planet and equal rights and like all these things like that's very much who they are. Um, And how many of them are afraid to speak out about that? How many of them um, have this laid on their heart? But if we go back and we think about how they don't feel like they have enough time, they're stressed out, they're having anxiety, they're not able to tap into that. Mm. And so once we, um, you know, and I've worked with clients before, it's like once they figure out that like, oh, I don't need to be putting so much energy into worrying about having enough time to study or I don't need to be putting so I don't have to put so much energy into worrying about anything because I have it built into my calendar and I know what's going to happen. And like, Once they get that figured out, it's like these gates open and they can see um, more clearly what they want to do in life and their and their purpose. But and I'm sure you've been there before with, with your past. I'm sure you've been there before, but like that time when it's just like everything is such a cluster. Who knows who you are? You don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. I don't know who I am because everything is so clustered. But when we can get that organized and figured out, then people are able to see their true potential and their value, what how they can contribute to the world. Because when you're in chaos, nothing good is going to come from that. And that's where um, a lot of students are. It's where a lot of people are pretty much all the time and nothing good is going to come from that. So once we get the foundation laid then you're able to go out and make a difference. It's kind of like the, um, you know, that when you're on a plane, they talk about, you know, if you have, you know, somebody who's you know, elderly or handicapped or a child with you, um, put the oxygen mask on yourself and then help right. that person. So if you really are wanting to be a world changer and help other people, and you feel like you have this, you, you this big purpose in life, the best thing you can do is figure your junk out first. And then the way you're going to be able to help and serve and live your true potential is um, it's going to be so much more powerful and
0: possible. I think that's why we see so many students changing their majors. Right. Because they're, they're growing and they're learning and they're learning more about who they are. Mm -hmm. And you're right. When we deal with our own junk, I mean, we stop getting in our own way and stop talking Mm -hmm. ourselves out of what we want to do based on, maybe certain beliefs that we shouldn't be holding on to anymore about who we are and in, in ourselves um i'm curious you have found your alignment when did that happen for you um
1: so i remember and it's it's been a it's been a long time in the making um but i remember my junior year of college because like up until then i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do i went to college because that's what you do um i i went and played basketball for two years and i transferred to the university of arkansas and um not playing athletics for the university clarification (laughs) i did not play ball there um but like i remember just driving one day and i was like okay i'm a senior i'm supposed to know what i want to do with my life which is ridiculous by the way um to expect that of somebody but some people do my sister when she came out of the womb knew that she wanted to be a teacher And she's a teacher, like she's one of those rare unicorns. But anyways, um, I was just like, I just want to make a difference. That's all I want. I want to make a difference in this world. And I don't know what that looks like. So my first thought was if I want to make a difference, then I I should teach. And so I should get in a classroom with kids where that, where I can make a difference. I wanted to teach high school. So I started teaching high school. Then I got into high school and was like, Whoa, my hands are tied. Um, I I know that I am making a difference. I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to, but I just didn't feel like that was it. And mm-hmm. even though there was a huge difference being made, it just didn't feel like it was it because my hands were tied so much as um, as a as a teacher at a public school. Like I was just I felt um, very very held back by that and so then like we won't get into major details but then my husband and i went through infertility and it had been a thought in the past that, like how can i help people when i've never been through anything i've had this like incredible life incredible parents um was able like they set me up um, not necessarily financially but set me up with character and work ethic where i didn't have to take out debt for school and like all these things and um but I've never been through anything, so how am I supposed to help people? And then it was like, here's infertility. (laughs) You can't have kids. And so it was really, really, really hard. And so in that really, really hard time, I was just like, wow, like there's obviously like this gaping hole in my heart. So if you've ever experienced like loss, um, or this is called disenfranchised grief or loss, where you lose something you never had. Okay, Mm -hmm. it sucks. Um, So and that was a choice to feel that way because I was like, this sucks and I'm just going to wallow in this for a while. And I did. Um, But like it was going through that, that it made me question everything, really question my faith, question um, what I was getting up and going to do every day because I was still working um, at the public school, made me question my relationships, where I was spending my time, how I was paying attention to my health because it was just like everything like everything in my life had been like um you know graduate high school play college basketball got my degree got married like everything that i had planned out had happened and it was like boom changing your plans like you thought you right. were going to have a baby and guess what you're not and you know you're going to have to deal with that so in that process <clears throat> it, there was a lot of soul searching like um not knowing exactly what i was supposed to do and so i was still working at the school the school made some decisions for me to not let me go and this is very minor but not to go um support my nephew and something he was doing for 4-h they were going to make me i was gonna have to take a dock and pay to be able to go like to a school event (laughs) um to watch my nephew who um, we've been helping with this project um for the past like two years but anyways it was in that time that I was just like, whoa, like, um the things that are most important to me, my job is not supporting. Mm-hmm. Like they're not just saying, like, you know, like, yeah, go, but you know, do these things so that you're, you know, still working for the school and representing the school. It was just like a no, or you're not gonna get paid today for that day. And it just, it honestly ticked me off. And I was like, this is not who I am and not really who I want to be working for. Um, and so I started transitioning to being an online um, an online instructor. And then once we, I overcame infertility, not by getting pregnant, but once I overcame that situation, I was able to see like, oh, you can go through stuff that really sucks and is really, 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 really hard. And then you can come out on the other side being 10 times better than you were going into it. And so through that time, I devoured so many books so many podcasts, spent tons of time in prayer, um, did got my hands on everything I could to help me. And in that time I was like, okay, I know exactly what my life should look like. When I finally do get kids, I'm not gonna let somebody else tell me I can or cannot go support or do whatever with my children. That is not gonna happen for me. So I had to figure out a way to, to you know, to get a job that paid that didn't require that of me. But those obstacles, the infertility, And then my employer told me, you know, it's going to to take a dock and pay. It may seem very minor, but it really pointed out to me that like you want to have a career that allows you to live in alignment with your priorities. And so that is where I decided that I was going to teach online and then start coaching others because coaching is incredibly valuable. Like, um, just having another perspective and having somebody a few steps ahead of you that can help you um, look at your situation from a different angle and then give you some guidance on that um it's just it's there you cannot put a price on that um because i remember that when um for those of you who are christians and, and believers like i remember when i we found out that we couldn't have children um my mentor was like um she was like okay let's pray and we prayed she prayed that god would take the desire from my heart to have a baby if that wasn't his plan for me and i was like almost offended i was like what that's
0: not why i called you <laughs>
1: i'm kind of like what the heck that's and, that's not uh, the
0: resolution i'm after i'm not
1: that's yeah, not what i'm wanting um but i think that in her wisdom she knew that it was not going to happen for me
0: and um
1: and you know i'm 30 and still haven't had a baby and um i do have children praise god um but but like being having those people in your life that can see like she's older she's wiser she's been through all her stuff she's like oh hey let's not let's not you know let's not dwell and just try to um you know bulldoze through this thing that you want let's back and let's you know take a different perspective my mentors and coaches got me through that time and to know that I can be that for somebody else who's also going through a hard time gives me so much hope and it allows me to be home with my kids
0: mm-hmm. it allows
1: me to uh, live my purpose and um, do the work that I believe I'm here to do and uh, most importantly raise my children and have my career and my identity in my business because at the end of the day those kids are most important to me
0: right yeah absolutely and you know that because you have a kid so you're I have play. one, and yeah all of your decisions are based around that you know your child your children and your child um so i think one of the hardest things to to teach or guide children in is listening, is really starting to tap in and listen to their own gut instincts Mm -hmm. rather than all the outside voices and, dare I say, even mom's voice in your head or dad's voice in your head. But really, as you move into adulthood, as you get more freedom, you have to tap into and listen to your own decision-making mechanisms that you have on what's best for you and what's not best for you. How do you walk children through that? Because it has to be a, a bit unsettling, I would think at the first, because they're like, I don't know if this is the right one. Let me call, like almost let me go take a survey of everyone that I know in life and and make sure that I'm doing this the right way.
1: Right. So I think, and this is something that we've recently done with my son, I think that, and it goes back to living in in chaos and and living in this constant, like, let's go, let's hurry up, get your clothes on, get your shoes on, let's eat dinner, hurry up and finish your food, we gotta go, like, when you live in that, and I'm thankful for the quarantine because of this, but um, when you live in that, you don't have time to tap into what you really are thinking, what you're really feeling. Um, I believe that we have all the answers inside of us. They are there, um, whether we are able to tap into them or not, is um, a different story, but it's really when we when we're still and we're quiet. I think that's why so many people encourage you to go for a walk and be mm-hmm. out in nature. Is because you get away from the notifications, the TV, even the books, the clutter, the um, all the distractions, the snacks, like all the things that are begging for your attention. When you get out in nature and you you move your body, it allows you to tap into that more. So obviously, starting at a young age, I seldom answer my kids' questions, and I do. Um, you know, there are obviously like trivial things, like um, we listen to the Dave Ramsey podcast all the time, and so my my son asks a lot of money questions about things he like legit doesn't know the answers to. Um, but when it comes to like bigger questions, I'll be like, "Well, what what do you think?" What do you, like just turning it back to them. I think it's a training process of getting them to be like, okay, you don't always go to Google. You don't always come to me or your dad. Like you can always come to us and bounce the ideas around. But like what I found, especially with like teenagers is they're probably gonna do whatever they wanted to do anyways, when they come to you. And even your adult children, they may be coming to you to like, so they can go into that decision with more confidence. Or or to just, you know, get your opinion. But they're probably ended up doing what they were going to do anyways. Right. But teaching them to just go back to what they think. Because most of the time when I ask my son, like, well, what do you what do you think? He knows. Your son mm-hmm. knows. Like they know. But like maybe they just want to go to somebody else. So when you reflect that back on them and put them in the position to answer the question for themselves, you help them build confidence in their inner voice. Um And speaking of, this is a little bit off topic, but I do think it's important to share. I have a friend who was raped by a guy in her youth group when she was a teenager. And um, she was in a new school, new place. And the whole time that when she was on her way, when she was getting in the vehicle with him, it was a guy, it was like, they were going on their first date, basically, is what was happening. When When she agreed to go out with him, she was like, I don't think this is a good idea. And then when he was like, uh, come, come over to my house for a little bit. Um, I need. I'm gonna run in the house and shower, and then we can go. She was like, "Don't think I should get in the car." Then he was like, "Come in," and she was like, "I don't think I should come in." So this whole time, her inner voice was being really loud and really strong, and um, she ignored it. And she talks about like basically how her inner voice was like, "Stop, stop, stop, stop," and she was just like, "I'm not gonna listen to you. I like I know I should, but I'm not going to." But I think that it's important that um, we listen to that voice and we learn to trust that voice and know that um, we do have the right answers inside of us. And it is very important for us to listen to them. And I, like I said, I think that starts from a young age where we're um, we're asking them the question right back. And then if they're totally off base, you know, <laughs> we can be right. like, well, maybe that's not right. But I haven't had that experience yet where it was just like a totally wild answer.
0: (laughs) And I think as adults, as we, as we grow up with adults, it's, it's less inquisitive questioning. I know that when I'm, you know, consulting or, or asking advice from others, I'm like, this is what I'm thinking about doing. So you are coming from a place of I've I've walked it through. Mm -hmm. And this is where I've landed just seeing if you'll end up at the same place or what you think about that hmm. So, yeah, I think that there's definitely a shift in that from when we we're when we're much smaller and we're asking, but why is the sky blue? Because we genuinely want to know why the sky is blue. And then we get older and we're like, why is my life so chaotic? <laughs> and we already have our preconceived notions of that. Um, right. We are coming in to half the hour. So that went by fast. It did. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. So our. Our
1: previous conversation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, what are some of the, what are some thoughts that you can leave with folks that are, that are the class of 2020 that are graduating and about to embark on their first year of college, whatever that may look like. So
1: number one is to, to find joy in whatever and realize that you have the option no matter what the situation is to find joy in the present. Um, Just, just like we, just like we talked about in the beginning. Um, And I think that there's value in being sad and feeling those emotions, but just realize that if you want whatever unforeseen circumstance to be joyful, you can choose that for yourself. And I highly encourage you to do that. The second thing is to apply structure and avoid chaos and clean up that stuff in your life. So um, that could look like cleaning out your closet, organizing your space, um, learning time management, and just getting your life in alignment with your priorities. A lot of times, and when you're not when you're not in alignment with your priorities, that's what feels like chaos. They if you're like so into your priorities, it doesn't feel chaotic because it's your it's your priority. It's what what's most important to you. Um, So if your schedule is not reflective of your priorities, now is the perfect time to make sure that, you know, if you know, if church is most important to you or going to see your grandma or um, being a better person, like build that stuff into your schedule, because it will feel so good to know that even though um you have a lot going on or you don't really know exactly what to do you know that you're taking care of your priorities so um yeah finding joy in the now getting rid of your chaos and making sure you make time for your priorities those things are going to make you feel so much different and it does not matter if you are 100 or you are 10. it matters to get those things in order that's what i got that's
0: perfect well, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule, and it was lovely talking to you. Thank you so much. Yes, I love talking to you, and I'm am
1: excited for your son, whether he goes
0: <laughs> <laughs> goes to campus or
1: not this fall. It's gonna be it's gonna be wonderful. Thank you, thank you.
0: Thank you to all the sponsors of the Embry Podcast. Without you guys, we couldn't keep bringing you shows week after week. Special shout out to our co-producers, Jay Beam and T. Martin. You ladies are amazing, and your support means the world to me. If you'd like to be a live audience member, you can find us at www.patreon.com forward slash andbree. You'll get to see and hear all of the interviews before they hit the airwaves, get access to Q&A and bonus content from and with our guests. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.